Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Well, the heart is the control center of you of me it, it's not our heart here physical it's the mind will and emotion it's the center of everything when we see that it means that from here all the decisions of life are made right here so jesus says i want to do something in that heart in that center in that place that makes the decisions of life. Jeremiah 17 tells us that the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Combining this with a verse out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks, we gain a better understanding of human nature. Once we comprehend the reality of the heart, we quickly realize that the cure is far beyond religious institutions and laws. In today's edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark teaches us that it's the heart we should focus on rather than outward institutions. This, of course, as we'll learn, is made possible by the rebirth and transformation of the gospel. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5, verse 8, with today's study entitled, Get ready to be blessed. Lord, let us hear your lessons for Just in the last two years, the fastest growing city in the United States made a change in philosophy. What is the fastest growing city? Las Vegas. A few years ago, they decided to become family friendly. Well, they did that. You remember they put Circus Circus up and built New York and, uh, you know, uh, and some of the other great hotels that are there. The Bellagio is incredible and whatever. But they discovered as they did that and kind of soft-pedaled the porn and, the, and all the nude and topless and sexual stuff, and all, they discovered that the money went down. So notice the headlines. Vegas goes back to its naughty roots. And since they've come up with this slogan, Las Vegas has really blossomed. Notice the slogan. What happens in Las Vegas stays in Las Vegas. Well, Jesus is going to teach about Las Vegas this morning. Can you imagine? He's never even been there, but he's going to teach about it. By the way, we have an incredible Calvary Chapel right there, and actually more than one in that area. Well, look at you, if you will. At Matthew chapter 5, what are we in? We're in the Beatitudes. What are the Beatitudes? Jesus sits down with his disciples and he says to them, I'm going to show you in chapters 5 through 7. No, he didn't say 5 through 7 because there weren't chapters. He just sat down and over a number of days began to teach. And he said, since you're a Christian, here's how to be different. 
here's what your life is going to look like. I'm going to show you what your B attitudes, the attitudes of your heart, that starts the Sermon on the Mount, what it's going to be like. First thing you want to write down to remind ourselves today what the Sermon on the Mount is all about is simply this statement. A follower of Jesus is to be different from the religious and the irreligious. We're not to be weird, but there will be a difference in our lifestyle, how we live, what we look like, the things we do. Matthew 5, 8. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Now notice Jesus doesn't say, blessed are the pure. He doesn't say, blessed are the pure. He says, blessed are the pure in heart. You see, blessed are the pure Well, that's what the Jews were guilty of, the Pharisees. They spent their whole lives on the external, keeping rules and regulations and religious rituals. But Jesus says, let me qualify it. Blessed are the pure in heart. Happy are the pure in heart. That immediately shows us what Jesus is talking about. He's not talking about the external. He's talking about the real you And the real me, the inner person. What is the heart? Well, the heart is the control center of you, of me. It's not our heart here, physical. It's the mind, will, and emotion. It's the center of everything. When we see that, it means that from here, all the decisions of life are made. Right here. So Jesus says, I want to do something in that heart, in that center, in that place that makes the decisions of life. If I can be in control of that, then the rest of the things, including the external, will be fine. Well, Jesus later in Matthew, we'll get there. In Matthew chapter 15, look what he says. But the things that come out of the mouth come from the heart. Stop and look at me for a moment. What does this mean? See, sometimes when you've been there and I've been there, and and we've said something, it's come out of our mouth, we've said something, and we go a few minutes later, oh, man, why did I say that? And we have to go to somebody and say, I didn't really mean that, that isn't me, that's... Careful, because it really is you. You see, what comes out of my mouth comes from my heart. So that's a pretty, well, it just shows us exactly what's on the inside. Notice what he says, but the things that come out of the mouth, where do they come from? They come from the heart. And these are the things that make a man unclean. Not how short your skirt is, lady, not what the guys are doing. It's exactly what comes from here. He goes on, for out of the heart come evil thoughts and murder and adultery and sexual immorality and theft and false testimony and slander. Well, how important is that heart? Solomon, the wisest man on all the earth, would qualify it. Look at Proverbs 4.23. You see it there. Above all else, guard your hearts, for it affects everything you do. There isn't one thing in my life because it's the control center. Everything that's happening here, I have to be careful of it. I have to guard it. So Jesus says, blessed are the pure 
in heart. What in the world does that mean? There's two definitions. Write them down this morning. You'll see it very clearly. Number one, pure in heart. There is an aspect of purity and holiness with pure in heart, obviously. Morally clean and honest on the inner person. So when Jesus says to his disciples, he says, you're going to be happy if your heart is morally clean and your conscience is clean. You're going to be blessed. It's a good thing. Second, it's more than that. Pure in heart. If I'm pure in heart, I have this uncompromising singleness of heart toward God. I'm not divided. I can't serve Satan and serve God. I can't go in the world here and then try to go to church here. I can't do that. I have a singleness of heart. So it's not just this heart that's morally clean, but I'm going for it. Uh, You see, when God came into my heart and your heart at salvation, he not only washed away our sins, but he put within us, you'll see in a moment, a new heart. It's a heart that wants to serve. It's a heart that loves to live for God. That means the pure in heart is a person that's free of hypocrisy. They are people of integrity. They are people that are single-minded in their commitment to God. They live transparent, public, and private lives. There are no double lives. Now, how important is that? Jesus says, blessed are the pure in heart. At home, all of us, uh, when we cook, there's always a few little leftovers left. And uh, for many of us, we take that little dish and, and we put, uh, put a little bit of saran wrap over that dish. And we put it in the refrigerator. How many have some of those in there right now? Come on, you do, all over the place. Well, because of that, in a few days, we can see the mold growing. Huh? Yeah, it's right there. It's very clear what's in that dish. You can just see it. It's kind of funky. It isn't green beans, even though it kind of looks like green beans. But if I put this over that same leftover dish, I can't see a thing. But in a week or two, when I open that fridge, I start hunting. You know what I mean? This was a week ago Tuesday. Here, doggy, doggy, doggy. And amazing, the dog gets all of this stuff. Well, what is Jesus saying? Listen very closely. Here's what Jesus is saying. He says to his disciples, blessed are the pure in heart. You see, if I put this over my shirt, you can see how long my sleeve is. You can see the color of my sleeve. You can see that it's a long sleeve shirt. If I do it this way, you can't really tell. Do I even have a watch on? You, you can't see it. Even worse, Jesus says the pure in heart, well, they're like this. It's the real me. You, you see me. That's who I am. I'm transparent. The person that's not pure in heart, I don't know who they are. Where does that take place? It takes place all over the Christian world. I wish I didn't have to say it this morning, but in this room, 
here you are today. We see you. But tomorrow, you're somebody just totally different. You're not real. How much effect is that in the world? Huge. You know, I remember my dad talking to me when I was young. And he talked to me about people in the church. Man was a deacon, the wife, maybe played the piano or the organ. And what they were on Sunday was way different than what they were Monday through Saturday. And you know the teenage kids of those homes never have ever been back to church. Why? They were tired of hypocrisy. Do you understand how miserable it is to try to be somebody you're not? We're so deceived. You see, if I'm trying to be somebody I'm not, then I'm never comfortable because I don't know who's going to see me for who I really am. Let me give you an illustration. We've probably all been there. You're at home. Everybody's left the house, teenager, adult, whatever you are. And you have the little TV flipper. And you're just sitting back and you're flipping through. And nobody's around. And you flip to a station and, whoa. Hmm. And you shouldn't be watching it, but pretty interesting. And you're there, and all the time you're there, you're like this. And you hear a sound. And what's worse is we've probably all gotten caught. All of a sudden, somebody comes in the back door. Ah, clip it, tree. Thing won't. There it is, good. What are you doing, hon? Oh, nothing. I'm not doing nothing. Mom, the whole time I'm watching that, I'm not comfortable. Two ways. Number one, I know it's not right. Number two, I think somebody's going somebody's gonna to catch the real me. If you're here this morning and you're something other, this is, everybody thinks you're this, but you're not the rest of the week. Get real. Why would you live your whole life trying to be somebody you're not? You're not fooling God. You might have fooled all of us. But Jesus says, no, happy are the pure in heart. That means unhappy, miserable are those that lead double lives. You're trying to be something you're not. Husband, wife, whatever it is. This morning, get real. You say, well, it's embarrassing to get real. Better to do it now. That means you can start enjoying life. Someone has written this. A man's character is like a fence. It cannot be strengthened by white wars. Well, who knows my heart? Next thing to write, only God does. Only God knows my heart. Only God can clean my heart up. Only God can keep my heart clean. See, my heart is deceitfully wicked, Jeremiah 17, 9 says. It's beyond cure. And I mean, I can't even understand my own heart. Apart from God, our hearts are incurable. Now, I try to, typically, people do with religion, program, counsel, self-discipline, 12-step program. I try to change my heart, but none of those things are fine, but they do not work. Only God can change a heart. Let me give you this morning five keys to having a, a pure heart. Number one, I have to have a heart transplant. 
You see, I can't scrub my heart up. I can't make it new. What God does when you become a Christian, Jeremiah says, he puts in us a new heart, a heart that's after God. No longer am I going to try to fuss with religion, church attendance, good works, communion, keeping the Ten Commandments, giving, working for God, water baptism, giving money. I know those things can't change my heart. The only thing that can change me on the inside is God. That comes at salvation. Romans 10, 9 says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that he has raised him from the dead, he's no longer on the cross, then you will be saved. The only way you'll go to heaven is if God puts a new heart in you. A heart that's after God. You can't fix up the old one. You can't scrub up the old one. It has to be a heart that God puts in you. Number two, not only then do I need a new heart, but obviously I'm not perfect. So I have to ask for God's continual help. I have to ask for his help. What does that mean? It simply means this. David said in Psalm 51, create in me a pure heart. Oh God, and renew a a steadfast spirit within me. You see, we're in a battle. Satan doesn't like that our hearts have been regenerated. The control center is no longer in Satan's part. It's mine, and God directs me. So Satan says, I'm going to try to retake that heart back. That's why I have to say to God, help me in this battle. Now, God commands us to guard our own hearts. You remember I read that earlier. Out of that heart comes everything, and God says, you have a part in it. You must be a watchman over our hearts. I have to say to you this morning that blessed are those who are pure in heart. That is maybe one of the more difficult commands from God today, even from 50 years ago. In our world this morning, if you're a student or a teenager... It is way more difficult to have a pure heart than it was back in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s. All the sin is still there, same from the beginning of time. But there's no way, if you look at what's going on in our grade schools and high schools and on our televisions today, it is incredible, very difficult to have a pure heart. But God says, I can do it. And you have to have a part of it. You have to say to God, I'm going to guard my heart. Now, what does that mean? Well, the stuff I watch goes into my heart. The stuff with my eyes, I watch. Now, you can't put all this, well, I can, I can, I can, here's the kind of movies I can go to. Boom, 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 boom. Well, we used to do that, but now all those kind of movies are on TV. So now I'm going to throw my TV out? No. But you're going to guard your heart. You have to be real. You have to be a person that wherever you are, people see you being real. Are you real and transparent this morning? Are you saying to God, okay, man, I need to get my heart clean. How do I do that? You ask for God's help. But then I have a part of it. I have to agree with God. Number three, keep in the word. If I'm going to be a person who has a pure heart, a heart that is blessed by God, then I have to be reading and obeying the word on a consistent basis. Listen to what David says in Psalm 119. How can a young man keep his way pure? By living according to your word. I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against God. I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin 
against God. Let me give you an example. And, and, and watch this very carefully. Here's the Bible. In here are the commands. This, this helps me keep clean. This helps me be real. This helps me be transparent. Because God speaks to me. He's speaking to you this morning. He's speaking to me this morning. See, wherever we go in life, we want to be who we are. We're not perfect. We're not sinless. But we're real. I was out yesterday at Publix. And I went into the, into the store. And as I went into the store, uh, two employees came across. Hey, Pastor Mark, how are you? Two different people. And they just said hi or whatever. And, and then before I got out of the store, three other people that were just shopping went, Hey, Pastor Mark. Hi, Pastor Mark. Hi, Pastor Mark. Now, what if they found me over on Counter X? And here's the Playboy. And I got the Playboy, and I'm chugging on something, and I just stole a bar of candy, and I'm going, hey, how are you? It's nice to see you here. Are you Pastor Mark? No, Pastor Mark's much taller than I am. (laughs) What is that? You see, if that's me, I get a pair of dark shades and put some heels on so I can walk really tall or whatever. Put some pillows in me and, hey, that can't be Pastor Mark. You don't know. No, because that's not comfortable. I have to be real. Not perfect. I'm not perfect. But what you see should be God working in you. I was in my shorts and whatever. Hey, that's cool. For an old guy, I got great looking legs. They're pretty muscular. It's all right. Not too proud. You know, I have some scars from my open heart surgery here, but I cover them suckers up with, no, I don't. I'm just glad I'm here. I have to be in the word. Here's what happens for some of you. You leave the church. Here's your Bible. You open your car door. You get in. This is your back seat. Now, I been, haven't been watching you. Ha. <laughs> But see, if that stays in the back seat, and then next week you go, I think I got it back here. Okay, here we go, right in the church. Hey, everything's really good. Do you have much of a chance of having pure heart? No. No, you have to be in the Word. Not an hour a day, maybe 15, 20 minutes, and then the Word goes into your heart. David said, I've hid it in me. Me, inside me. So when I come across the temptation, I know I can't do it. It's the wrong thing. Now, what if I blow it? How do I keep that clean heart? Number four, when we sin, quickly admit and repent. James chapter four says, come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. We all sin. We're not always honest and transparent. But when God convicts me, I need to quickly repent, allow him to change me, and get on with life. But quite often, I try to blame it on something or someone. In today's edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark focused us on the driving force of human behavior, the heart of man. In our study, we learned that the human heart is what drives our decisions, actions, and thoughts in our daily lives. Continuing in our study of the Beatitudes, Pastor Mark taught us that it's the human heart that Christ came to change and restore fellowship between man and God. Maybe you're listening right now, and God has placed a certain person on your heart that needs to hear this message. Or maybe you'd like to share it with all of your friends. 
There's a simple way to share this message. Log on to Lessons for Living Radio and click on the radio program option in the main menu. There, you'll find the Lessons for Living media player. In the Messages tab, simply click on today's date. Then you can share today's message directly on your Facebook page, Twitter feed, or send a link via email. You can even embed today's message directly. Again, to share today's message with friends and family members, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Click on the radio program button, then simply click on today's date. You'll find all the options to share. Next time on Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will take us deeper in our understanding of the human heart. In our message, Pastor Mark will teach us that although we've been given a new heart in Christ, we'll still face temptations in our walk. We'll learn that one of the best ways to overcome temptation and struggles is through the unique friendship of an accountability partner. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living, and together, let's do life right. Yeah.